Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Work with Ellen Brugler, Brugler Marketing. And we ended mixed today over in the livestock futures and the grains, mostly lower except for a few of the fractional gains we saw in the corn market. And Ellen, how much of the pressure we saw like in soybeans and wheat was just due to some of the risk off we saw in the outside markets today? Well, I think we don't really have much to work with fundamentally in beans. We're still arguing over the, the Brazilian crop size, obviously, but you're seeing more rain in the forecast, uh, which is helping the later planted beans. It's helping the Argentine crop as well. And so you do tend to put a little more emphasis on the speculative money flows. And, uh, you know, today's today's story was still uh, most of the money going to the stock market. Uh, we had a little glitch there in the morning where the CPI numbers came out and the market wanted to back off. But, you know, S&P just, is just still hitting new highs almost daily here. There's very little incentive to, to go to uh, an inflation trade here yet, uh, which would favor commodities. A strong dollar today, uh, again, doesn't help U.S. exports. You bet. And you mentioned soybeans, and of course, we continue to keep an eye on what's going on with the South American crop here. But from a technical standpoint, we kind of also got up into some resistance areas on the charts, didn't we? Yeah, there's a there's a saying in the tech community, old support becomes resistance, old resistance comes support. $12 was kind of the round number support there for a while. Then we broke it. Uh, you know, we saw some weakness in the soybean meal, particularly and soybean oil went down below 45 cents a pound. So the beans broke below 12 bucks. And now that's kind of overhead resistance. That's a place you're selling into. Uh, basically trying to figure out where the where the export buyers are. Uh, bean export sales are are running well below a year ago. Uh, USDA had to cut their forecast last Thursday for exports, so we're we're trying to keep the price low enough to attract some more business here before the Brazilians and Argentines become the market. Unfortunately, Brazil's offerings are at the FOB level are way below the U.S. right now. Yeah, that basis really collapsed there. Obviously, that's been part of the slide that we've seen in soybeans, but we still get. On the flip side of that, all of these estimates out that continue to whittle that crop down, when is the market going to recognize that? I, I think it's a question of the private analysts uh, trying to get ahead of USDA. And uh, there's a rate, there's typically a race to the bottom here. Somebody wants to have the low ball estimate in case the USDA really goes there. They want to be I, the first one to say, I told you so. Uh, USDA, on the other hand, is trying to be more scientific and say, what do we really know for sure? And uh, they're lowering their numbers as they know for sure. Uh, you know, USDA uh, in the report yesterday had uh, soybean yields in Brazil down about 6% year over year. You can hear some of these private folks saying 15%. But uh, my problem with that is I can I can get 15% in one or two states due to the, the weather that they had earlier in the growing season. But I also have some of the other states very close to trend yield because they had better moisture conditions early or they're having better moisture conditions for the later planted crop. So uh, USDA is basically saying, show me it's not there. And the private estimates are saying, we, we really think it's not there. And we think you're going to eventually find out uh, the, 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 the true numbers are probably somewhere in the middle. Corn is even uh, more difficult because, of course, a big chunk of the Brazilian corn production is second crop, and it's just being planted. It's only 27% planted right now. So you, you really, 
if you if you're saying that the crop isn't there for second crop corn, you're you're very early. Right. And the planting has actually been pretty fast there. So is there an idea that maybe we'll get a few more acres out of that than they expected or not? Uh, yeah, you you've kind of got a dichotomy going there or schizophrenia or whatever you want to call it. I'm not a psychologist. The uh, some of the estimates are still lowering the the second crop corn acreage, but uh, you had a prominent firm down there in Brazil called Agrural that actually uh, raised their acreage estimate from what they have been carrying, basically saying that the the uh, wetter weather conditions uh, had encouraged a few of the producers that were discouraged early to go ahead and get get some more second crop corn in. They were also able to get the beans off, and. Uh, yeah, so you're you're getting a little bit of revisions thinking mm -hmm. there. the The crop is still uh, overall going to be smaller than last year, but maybe right. not as bad as as some of the earlier estimates. And the specs are short, over three hundred thousand contracts here. Are we getting close to a point where you think we're going to find support on the charts, or the funds are going to quit selling that short side of that market? Well, the funds definitely have a huge exposure on the corn side. It's the fourth largest net short for the spec fund or the managed money is the way CFTC labels it. Uh, fourth largest short position they've ever had. So that's a uh, you know risk manager's question. How much further do we want to stick our neck out on this when prices have already dropped uh, quite a bit? The argument for staying with that is sh short crop, long tail. Prices typically are going to go down for a couple more years here uh, after a after a ten year high like we had in 2022. Uh, so they they're inclined to be patient, but again, that's a that's a large position uh, could easily be threatened by uh, weather forecast or even acreage. USDA is going to give us some new acreage numbers for the U.S. tomorrow. Maybe there's a surprise there, or maybe El Nino comes along, uh, ends up and we go to La Nina by summer, and that, that gives us a whole different set of questions. Pressure in the wheat, was that all from the, the higher dollar you mentioned earlier? I, I wouldn't say it was all, but the, the certainly that's an issue. We, we would like to see some more export sales. We've got, you know, we're still behind on, if you look at uh, uh, export inspections here today, we're still running a little soft there. We've got some some wheat on the books that needs to be shipped, uh, but again, China hasn't been uh, real aggressive about asking for those SRW shipments. So the the market's trying to find a bottom here, and I think trying to discourage spring wheat plantings a little bit. I think uh, stock, you know, ending stocks projections are up from a year ago, and the market's saying we really aren't going to need a lot of spring wheat. We know pretty much what the HRW and uh, SRW numbers are. But, uh, you know, let's let's uh, encourage you to go to corn and beans instead of wheat. Cotton market back up today after a bit of a correction yesterday. But that market looks like it's been on a pretty good run here. Is that just because of the tight supplies that we see? Well, you're sitting on uh, tighter ending stocks. Uh, you're, you're under three million bales. Uh, you've got some questions about acreage for this year. Are you really going to get? A big rebound in acreage, or is it going to go to to corn or soybeans or milo or something else? Uh, I think the market's trying to bid to get some more acreage here. Uh, you've got the dicamba question here with that Arizona court ruling uh, saying you, that EPA should not have allowed registration or permit permit you to use it. 
Uh, almost uh, one stat I saw said that 90% of the, of the uh, cotton acreage is a dicamba tolerant variety uh, or a set of varieties. Uh, so the question is how well, if you can't use that product, and that's, I'm sure there'll be appeals, if you can't use that product, what does that do to your weed management? Can you, can you effectively manage uh, using other combinations of products, or are you going to take a yield hit? And if you're going to take a yield hit, then we need more acres. Absolutely. And December cotton at what, 83.50 and change today, is that enough to get any acres back, you know? Uh, it still doesn't compete well. If you, uh, we have a model, uh, and we'll share that at our Omaha seminar on Thursday. We have a model that shows the uh, same acreage, or the, the cost and, and revenue per acre based on the same land rent for all crops. And uh, soybeans still are the highest net revenue per acre projection, corn second, cotton and, and wheat are just barely above break even, even with this price level. So let's talk about the cattle market. Uh, we did see what a little healthy profit taking today in an otherwise bull market. Is that what we're going to call it or not? Uh, well, it's definitely still a bull market. We know the cattle cycle situation. Uh, you know, USDA confirmed late January we're still uh, in the in the drawdown mode. Uh, cow slaughter has slowed down here the first three or four weeks of the year. So maybe we're starting to think about keeping a few more cows back or a few more heifers, but feedlot inventories are still fairly high. The, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to say this is a corrective action. We were up against some major retracement resistance on the charts, and we were getting close to the all-time highs on the front month continuation, the monthly chart. So you'd expect a little bit of pushback here. Market's going to look at the cash trade this week and, and uh, decide whether uh, those increased slaughter numbers we're going to see in March are, are being pulled ahead or if we're going to have to wait to get them. Yeah. And then with the stock market and S&P being down today, there was probably a little money flow there too as a factor, wasn't there? I, I think you'd expect that uh, a little bit of um, you know money back and forth there. I, I don't know that you'd pull money out of cattle to put into the stock market today, given the movement in the two, but uh, certainly you weren't inclined to put more money into into something that's economically sensitive like beef. Yeah, definitely. All right. Always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Alan Brugler with Brugler Marketing. That is Markets Now.